You're listening to The Wannabe Minimalist Show with Deanna Yates, episode number 112. On today's episode, I'm discussing back to school, minimalist style. With the possibility for back to school time to get ridiculously chaotic and out of hand, here are seven ways we keep it simple in our home. Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Hello, hello, my wannabe minimalist friend, and welcome back to the show. I am absolutely thrilled to have you back. And if you are new here, well, thanks for joining me. I hope you enjoy what you hear and you come back for more. Can you believe it is already August? We have had an amazing summer so far, a little bit of travel, a lot of time at the beach, and a good amount of silliness. As I record this from my home studio, I can see the giant super fort that we built over the weekend for our first ever Yes Day. So it takes over our entire room, but I promised that I would keep it up for a couple more days so our daughter and her neighbor friend can play in it together. Now, if you don't know what a Yes Day is, it is modeled after the movie on Netflix and it's starring Jennifer Garner and It's where the parents cannot say no to their kids for 24 hours or they suffer some big penalty. Of course, hilarity ensues, but it is a super cute movie and our daughter loved it. Absolutely loved it. And ever since, she has been begging for a yes day. We finally did one this past weekend, and we had a blast. In fact, as I say this, it makes me think that it might be a good episode. So let me know if you'd be interested in hearing about how we planned our guest day, what we loved, and tips I would suggest for anyone planning a guest day of their own. Go ahead and send me a DM on Instagram, I'm wannabeclutterfree, or comment on the post for this episode on my website, wannabeclutterfree.com slash 112. But I am getting off topic. The point is that we have had a great summer, but as with everything, it must come to an end. And so now it's time to start planning for back to school. As wannabe minimalists, we've gotten this back to school thing down to a reasonable event. You know, I mean, I think there is the possibility for it to really take over your life and become something that is just really chaotic and can get, you know, a little out there. So, We participate in some of the traditional rituals, like some new clothes, but we opt out of others, like getting new everything. And it's really helped us so much, not in only keeping the clutter down in our home, but also helping us be intentional and to cut back on the spectacle of it all, right? I love that word spectacle. You know, it can feel kind of like a circus or a show. And so that's why I wanted to bring you the seven tips that have helped us the most in getting ready for back to school time so that hopefully we can help you on your journey and make it less of a spectacle in your life as well, if that is what you are looking for. But before we jump into it, I want to remind you of a few things. First, if you enjoy this episode or any of them really, could you please help me out and subscribe to the podcast or leave a rating and a review? I would really appreciate it. When you subscribe or rate the show or leave a review, you can even just 
use the stars, you know, and give me a five-star rating. That would be awesome. It really helps me rank in the different podcast lists, but I really just love hearing from you and seeing, you know, how the show is helping or what I can do to inspire you into the life that you really want to be living. And that's really what keeps me going. This show is all for you guys. And so it's really inspiring to hear how that is helping. And I received this review recently and I wanted to share it with you. And I'm probably going to butcher the name, so I do apologize. But I think the name is Anjo Mom, and she says, this is one of my favorite podcasts. When I first discovered it, I binged most of the episodes. She has a great perspective on life, trying to be more minimal, but allowing life to get in the way. I listen to this one while I drive for work and clean the house. She has a comforting voice, end quote. Well, Anjo Mom, I really thank you so much. I am honored that I can be part of your journey and that I can help you go after that life you want. I will do my best to continue to keep it real here and share when life gets in the way because that's just what life does, right? I mean, it just gets in the way. And that's how we learn what works for us and how we can continue to adjust so that we can make life work for us. All right, so thank you again. And second, if you had feedback for the show, I want to hear that too. You can email me directly at deanna at wannabeclutterfree.com. I love to hear from you and your ideas actually help me make the show so much better. So I read every email and I do my best to get back to you quickly. I apologize if it's not as fast as sometimes we like these days, but I really do. I'm, you know, kind of running a tight ship over here. So I do my best to get back to you as fast as I can. And finally, remember that you can grab the show notes for today's episode at wannabeclutterfree.com slash 112. Again, that's wannabe clutterfree.com forward slash the number 112. In addition to the show notes and the links to anything I mentioned today, I will also have a PDF download with the tips from today's show and a checklist for getting ready for back to school so that you can print it out and have it handy when you are prepping for back to school in your home. All right. And with that out of the way, I want to dive in to how we can keep back to school time simple and how we do this as a family in our home. All right, so tip number one for keeping back to school simple is to create a capsule wardrobe or to wear a uniform. Now, my love for capsules is no surprise. I have talked about them plenty of times and pretty extensively on this podcast already. So I will leave links in the show notes for past episodes where I have done you know, that I've done more about them and I've talked in great length. So if you're interested in listening to more on this topic for adults, please check out the show notes in those links. But what I want to talk about today is how important it is for kids. Like when we're going back to school, I want us to realize that capsule wardrobes are amazing for our children too. In fact, they kind of might be better than for adults because it just makes everybody in the house, it makes everybody's life so much easier because it makes it easier to shop. It's easier for the kids to get themselves dressed. It's dressed. It's easier to keep clutter under control. And honestly, kids wear the same things 90% of the time. So why not make your life easier too? Our daughter absolutely loves her quote unquote uniform. It is regular clothes. It's not a school uniform, but she basically wears the same thing every single day, just like different patterns, but it's like the same pieces. And it was 100% completely self-imposed. So even if I buy her other things, she will not wear them. She just doesn't. She, those are not the things she picks. Those are not the things she gravitates towards. So I just learned early on to just go with the things she loves and it makes it so much easier for myself. But in addition to, 
her clothes being a capsule, another way we keep things simple is that she only has one pair of shoes that she wears to school. Now, that might sound totally Spartan to some of you, and maybe that doesn't work for some of the rest of you on the call, or you just think that you just could never do it, or your kids would never do it. Well, my daughter is a high-top Converse kind of girl, and she really doesn't like to wear anything else. So in addition to these high top tennis shoes, she does also have a pair of flip flops because, of course, we go to the beach all the time, water shoes when we go visit my parents at the lake, hiking boots, and then she has one pair of dressy shoes. Now, honestly, these shoes have her covered for 99% of occasions that we will encounter in our regular everyday life. So if something else comes up, we can easily get shoes for, for that event or, you know, whatever it is that we need. But since her feet grow so fast, it just seems like a complete waste of my time, energy, money to buy a bunch of different shoes that she may never wear, or she might wear once, but she could actually get away with wearing something else. So we don't live a fancy life, you know, and those high top Converse shoes, I mean, they work for 75% of what we need. So that's just what we go with. And then the final reason I want to leave you with an idea for doing capsule wardrobes is because it cuts down on the number of decisions and thus the fights that we might have in the morning with our kids. So when we're trying to get out the door in the morning, you know that those minutes are precious and they can make or break your day. Like I had driving to school down to a science in our house. Like if we left at 742, we would make it. If we left at 744, there was a good chance we were going to be late and have to go get a tardy slip from the front desk. That is how crazy morning traffic can be. And so, you know, that one minute of making a decision on what shoes to wear really can be the difference between getting to school on time or being late. So why would I continue to put up barriers to my success? I try to remove the unnecessary and it allows for our days to start right with less effort and much, much less stress. All right. It's a total win. We will be right back. And now back to the show. All right, tip number two is to make lunches easy with just a few options. So in our home, we rotate between just a few options. We keep it really simple again. Guys, this is the theme of my life, as simple as possible. Our daughter's favorites last year were peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or a turkey sandwich or homemade Lunchable, which is basically cheese, cold cuts and crackers. So with each of these options, she does get fruit and a vegetable plus a small dessert. And doing dessert this way actually makes our holiday candies last forever. So we don't go on those big sugar benches and instead we eat it over time. So we have a bowl of candy that lasts for centuries. And so every day she gets to pick out a candy to put in her lunchbox. And she actually loves doing that. She loves kind of that ability to be able to pick that. I don't know. It's kind of crazy, but she loves it. So We'll see if her favorites change in the next year or if they stay the same, but I give her those options every morning and then she picks the one she wants. It gives her enough variety so she's not doing the same thing every day, but it makes it super easy for me to whip it together quickly. I know exactly what I need. I know where the things are. I can make lunch in a matter of minutes while I'm making breakfast. I don't have to spend a lot of time trying to figure it out. I don't make it cute. I cut it off. I cut it up. I maybe cut the crusts off, (laughs) but that is as far as I go. 
And then, like I said, she'll pick out her candy for that day. She'll tell me what fruit and vegetables she prefers if there's an option. There's not always an option, but sometimes we have a couple fruits that work well in the lunchbox. Not all fruit works well in the lunchbox. I don't generally send, um, you know, really watery things. Like I'll try not to do watermelon or like really mushy things, but grapes are great, you know, and uh, tomatoes. Anyway, we can work on that later. Um, that's another day in a different uh, podcast. If you want lunch options, we can go there. But uh, then we take her lunch and it's packed in a reusable bento box like container it has little, you know, sections for different things. And then I put it in a cooler lunch pack with a snack and a reusable water bottle. Easy peasy. Doesn't take very long. A couple options so that there is some variety. But again, nothing, just nothing crazy. It makes it really easy. Okay, tip number three is to create a drop zone to put things at the end of the day. So we all know kids want to just drop everything when they come in at the end of the day. Heck, I want to do that too. I don't want to have to worry about where to put my stuff. So instead of fighting this urge, we lean into it and we make this easy with a drop zone. So there is a bin for our daughter to put her backpack in. There's a hook for her coat if she needs one that day. I mean, obviously, when we start right back to school, we're not going to need coats, but those days might come faster than we'd like sometimes. And so we have a hook where she puts her coat at the end of the day. Then she grabs her lunch cooler, brings it into the kitchen, and then she grabs her homework folder and she heads to the table and she completes her assignments for that day. It's minimal unpacking, but it really does help keep everything corralled. So it's not like this big to do where we have to do this giant clean when she gets right through the door, but it's like four things, right? If she could just pop it in the basket or the bin, hang up the coat, grab the cooler, grab the folder, and it's then it's all where it goes, right? Everything is corralled. It doesn't take over our entryway. I'm not tripping over shoes. Oh, let's talk about shoes. We actually keep them outside so they never even come in the door. So our shoes are actually in our garage. We're going to have to see how that goes next year because last year we had to drive to school. This year we get to walk. So that's another thing. But if we come in through the garage door, then that's easy because we'll just take our shoes off before we even come inside. So it's one less thing to worry about. So that is creating a drop zone to put things in at the end of the day. Life changer really suggests that one. Tip number four is to hold off on buying everything for the first day of school. Basically, you don't need everything on day one. So it's common now to get this big long list of school supplies that the kids need for school and everybody treks off to the office supply store to Walmart and to grab their stuff, right? But the secret is that those kids are probably not going to need all of that stuff on day one, even if they need everything on the list. So if your budget is tight, go ahead and reach out to the teacher and see what items they need right away and then what items they can bring later. That one was a game changer for us too. You might also discover, like I did, that the list is more of a suggestion and most of the supplies are already available at school. Now, if your school district is not like ours and those supplies are really necessary, then by all means, make sure you buy the items on the list. You don't want your kids to not have the stuff, so definitely go with that. However, if the items that you know are on that list aren't really necessary, then don't bother going with those. What I like to do instead is to ask the teacher what they really need and then buy those supplies. So of course, it turns out last year, tissues, hand sanitizer, disinfecting wipes, of course they were high on the list, no surprise, right? But it felt much better to send those things that I knew would be needed and not just a bunch of duplicate school supplies that weren't really necessary that would get tossed in a bin and not really used or maybe even thrown out by the end of the year. So 
Remember, this might not be the case in your school, so please use discretion with this tip, but it is a great reminder that sometimes we can color outside the lines and not have to stick to the list. All right, tip number five for keeping back to school simple in our house is to actually practice getting ready for school. Now, this one might feel totally silly. I get that, but we like to have a dress rehearsal for getting ready for school. Now, usually we do this the week before school starts, and I try to do it in the middle of the week because that way, if things go well, well, we all feel better and we have more confidence heading into the final weekend, right? We can relax. We can go in knowing like, all right, we got this. Things are great. However, if things go poorly, we have time to regroup and try again. And as with anything, right, practice makes everything better. And with a few weeks or months of not getting ready on a schedule, if your house is like mine, there haven't been as many schedules and it might take a few tries to get that machine up and running again to where you feel really good about it. So another thing about this is our daughter really likes routine. She doesn't really like spontaneity or surprises, so it helps calm her nerves before the big first day. And like I said before, we are going to a new school, so it's even more important this year for us to test it out, test out our morning routine. We're going to include the walk to school and that just makes it a little bit better. We'll feel a little bit better and a little more confident about it. And that leads to my next tip, which is tip number six is to pull back on the busyness of summer the week before school. I get it. I like to go, go, go as much as the next person. But the week before heading back to school is not really the time to cram in all the stuff you didn't get to over the past few months. Instead, it's time to rein it in and do less. So if you have things on your summer to-do list that you didn't get to, that is fine. Go ahead and have a family meeting and then pick the top one or two to do in the final week. You know, I started this episode talking about our family yesterday, and some of the items on our list would make for really great last week activities. Things like building a big fort, which I mentioned, roasting marshmallows, or eating dessert for breakfast. Kids love that stuff, and it's a great way to cap off the summer. And then that way you can spend quality time with your kiddos and start to get bedtime back under control. I know we are not the only ones who let bedtime get a little more relaxed with the long summer days, but those late nights are not good when school starts back up. And so to combat this and not have a total meltdown on our hands, we extend reading time before lights out a little bit every night and make it, it makes it much easier to kind of adjust back to our regular bedtime routine. And our regular bedtime is 8 p.m. on school nights. Now, when she was younger, we would actually move bedtime up by 10 minutes until we were back on the right schedule. So every night it would move up a little bit more. But it's not really as necessary now that she's nine. We can adjust a little bit more on the fly. And so as long as we have reading time, closer to her normal time, it makes it a little bit easier to have lights out at eight when school starts back up. And my final tip, tip number seven, is to set the expectation that we do not need new for the sake of new. And what this means is that we will reuse any items that we can regardless of if they are in brand new shape or not. So things like her backpack, lunch cooler, bento box, and reusable water bottle are perfect examples. A quick run through the laundry is usually enough to get her backpack and her lunch cooler cleaned up. And as long as things are not broken or worn out, we make it a point to keep using them. Now, I have a quick story from when we were in Germany and we were on the verge of having our daughter start elementary school there. Now, the start of elementary school, that's first grade for us in America, 
it's a really big deal in Germany, like a really big deal. The kids are given these giant paper cones that the kids have crafted and decorated, and then the parents fill them with sweets and school supplies to get them ready to go back to school. It's really cute. And then there's like the actual first day um, extravaganza, basically. It takes place on a Saturday. Yes, on a Saturday. And it involves the whole family. That's often grandparents too. And then finally, there is the child's backpack. Now, when I say backpack, it's not like an ordinary Jansport like we think of in the US. No, this thing is huge. And the six and seven-year-olds that are in first grade. I mean, they look like they're going to topple backwards. These things are so big, but it is a must. You are like not allowed to (laughs) send your kid to school without this thing. Like, I feel like they would be ostracized. It's really crazy. But thankfully, we made our decision to move to San Diego before purchasing one of these giant bags because they are really expensive, like uh, 150 euros expensive, like really expensive. But here's the thing. There is one thing that I really like about them. It's the idea that this backpack will last them for all four years of the child's primary school. So isn't that a novel idea? Buying a quality item once and then using it for several years, right? The minimalist in me absolutely loved it. So that is what I want to leave you with. Let's go ahead and keep using the things that are actually in good working order and we don't have to buy the brand new thing just because it's new and flashy and other people are doing it, right? Okay, with that, I want to turn it to you. What was your favorite tip that I shared today? Come on over to the Wannabe Minimalist Family Group on Facebook and let me know. I really cannot wait to hear all about it. And also, if you have anything else that you do to keep your back-of-school time simple in your home, I want to know that too, because I firmly believe that we can always learn more and learning from each other is one of the best ways to do that. And don't forget, I created a special download just for this episode so you can get these seven tips along with my back to school checklist that will help you prepare for getting back into the school routine. So head on over to my website, wannabeclutterfree.com slash 112 to get the show notes and that free download. Again, it's wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 112. And as I'm recording this, I also want to apologize if I seem out of breath or a little rushed. It is actually summertime and it's hot. We don't actually have air conditioning in our home. So there are a few days out of the year where it gets really toasty in San Diego. And today just happens to be one of those. So apologies if I sound like I am in the desert because it feels really hot today. But Please, if you did like this episode, I would love it if you subscribed to the podcast and left a rating or review. I read every single one and they really do make my day. So plus, it's a great way for me to know what episodes you liked the most so that I can bring you more of the content that you love. Because remember, this show is for you. I want to help you on your journey. And of course, if there's anything else you want me to talk about, you have any questions about what I discuss, or you want me to go into more detail on something, please pass along your suggestions. I am 100% on board and I am all ears. You can send me an email. I'm Deanna at wannabeclutterfree.com or you can DM me on Instagram, wannabeclutterfree over there. 
And I really can't wait to hear from you and help you on your journey. Well, that just about wraps it up for today's show. I hope this episode was not only helpful, but that it inspires you to take action and make a positive change in your life, no matter how small. So join me here next week for another guest episode. I'm going to be chatting with authors Lynn McLaughlin and Amber Raymond about their children's book that's helping small kids understand their big emotions so that they can be happier and healthier. It was fun, and it was actually one of the first times that I had two guests on the show at once, so make sure you join me here next week. All right, go on out there and have a fabulous day. I'm Deanna Yates, and you've been listening to The Wannabe Minimalist Show. Cheers.